0: hey what's up everybody welcome to the nintendo voice chat game of the year discussion i am joined today by zach ryan paris schneider and tom marks we're gonna talk about games uh in 2020 because that was the poor you oh my gosh that's right i'm seth macy i am your permanent temporary host uh, (laughs) of nbc i didn't prepare a catchphrase to test out on everybody this time so i'm just going to say hello super Nintendo's again and now i've said it twice that means it's stuck if so i that, say that it one more time a in race. a mirror yeah. then yeah that means yeah. It's, the, it's the real one so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're obviously we're going to be talking you know broadly about the, uh, the nintendo game of the year nominees that we have but if you want to check out the ign like complete editorial game of the year picks. Obviously, check the site because it's kind of a thing that we do every year. It's a little bit of a big deal. And then you'll be able to see, you know, the entire you'll see how Microsoft Flight Simulator just won in every category because that is just <laughs> such a perfect perfect experience. It's but we're not here game. to talk
1: what's that pair? It's a great game, but you're it's, a liar.
0: Mm, I'm going to have to say that's not true. I'm Speaking truths here, Mm -hmm. preaching gospel of flight simulator. But we're not here to talk about flight simulator. We're here to talk about Nintendo exclusive game of the year. These, and Red, this is where you sprinkle in a little bit of applause. These are (laughs) your Nintendo exclusive game of the year nominees on IGN.com Animal Crossing New Horizons, Letting, letting the applause build there. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Paper bad. Mario, the Origami King, yep. Batman 3 Deluxe, and Hades. Hooray! Hooray! Oh, I, I, what were we supposed to cheer? <laughs> no, no, no. no that's, he's going to sweeten it. Oh, actually, I guess that's adding oh. laughter. Don't sweeten it. We want to be taken <laughs> very seriously. Okay. So, uh, I would like to start with Zach. Zach, of these games... Which is your Nintendo exclusive game of the year? Hades.
2: That's right, baby, it's Hades. Um, why, no. why? What makes That's Hades not- your just- game um, of the year? Okay, so long-time Nintendo Voice Chat listeners will know that... Um, much to Pear's chagrin. I'm not really a fan of roguelikes and he always makes fun of me for it. And he says, but there are so many good roguelike games. And he says it in this German accent. He's really being pejorative about it. And I'm always (laughs) like, it's just never been for me Pear. I just don't get it. And he's like, Oh, you're so stupid. And, um, man, (laughs) Hades really clicked for me. Like, uh, this is a roguelike, uh, like none other. I would say, I, I think the combat is so, uh, fluid and satisfying um no matter what weapon you're playing with I think that it encourages you to try different playstyles and in, in a way that is really engaging, which is great because um the game has multiple endings. It wants you to finish it many times to see the full story. And I'm that's still something that I'm working on now. Uh, I finish it a few times. But I you know I like the idea of like taking a break and coming back to it later and, and playing a run through and seeing something new. Um and the story, the way that the story is told is really, really smart. Um not only in the way that it has like a narrative device for why you're dying and being resurrected and, and et cetera, but also just the actual mechanics of how the story is being delivered behind the scenes are really incredible. Um, The way that characters will reference things that you've done on previous runs. uh, It's just, it's a super impressive game and it, you know, it was in beta for a long time before it, it, a 1.0 version was released on PC and switch this year. And uh, I think that, that it really shows, um, what an extended beta period like that can do for a game, because that that game started really strong uh, a year ago, or or when it, I think it was twenty eighteen actually when it was released on PC. But man, it it is. Uh, I mean, it, I hesitate to say it, but it's it's like to me, it's damn near a perfect game. Like I, I really, wow. really spent a lot of time with it this wow. year and really loved it. And and uh, yeah, it's my pick up first switch game of the year for sure. It, it's probably honestly, it's probably my pick for overall game of the year. Whoa! Uh, yeah, you're here so, first. Yeah
0: how many uh how many times did it take for you to finally escape from the underworld?
2: I completed it on my thirty sixth run oh wow. um, it took me thirty six runs to get through uh and i I eventually I switched it to God mode like uh, I got to a <laughs> point where I was just like really smashing my head against the wall, but I love the characters and I love the story so much that I was like, okay, I, I want to see the ending <laughs> uh so I switched it to God mode, got through, saw the ending, and then realized like, oh, this game has multiple stages of ending so i switch it back to normal mode and i've been working my way through yeah, subsequent was, endings on normal so that's
0: what i was going to ask next is if mm-hmm. you're if you're still rocking it mm-hmm. you playing it uh on the big
2: screen are you playing it in handheld or a little bit so of both? i almost exclusively play my switch on the big screen like oh, yeah. i you I'm know i was especially this year when i have nowhere to go and nothing to do <laughs> I've, play, I've played it primarily on the big screen but even before that um i've Rarely utilized the Switch as a portable console. I've always mostly treated it as a home console.
0: All right. All right. So, that is, in your opinion, the best game of the year. And Mm -hmm. everyone who disagrees with you, you said is a jerk.
2: Yeah, I did say that actually verbatim. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that was set in stone. Tom, we're moving to you now. The the, folks hold your applause. Tom, (laughs) you play every game that comes out, it's pretty famous. Uh, But the thing is, most games you played two years ago when they were on PC. Yeah,
3: yeah, (laughs) Um, that's also true. Of this
0: list of IGN nominees for the Nintendo exclusive Game of the Year, which is your pick (laughs) for Game of the Year?
3: I don't know yet. To be Mm. perfectly honest, I'm really torn between uh, Hades and Animal Crossing. Okay. Um, A, I think all these games are great. B, like, this is the weird thing, is like, I think I probably like Hades more than Animal But I okay. think Animal Crossing is the better Switch game of the year to me if that mm. makes sense. Like that yeah, makes total sense. Hades I love. I've played like just in if Steam wasn't keeping track an immeasurable amount of that game, right? Like I've beaten it, I've beaten i've gotten to the end end i've gotten to the epilogue i'm working on i'm almost done i've almost done the steam equivalent of a platinum in that game right like i only have like a couple more little achievements to check off and i'm maxed it out basically um i love hades i just like i've only played it on pc though and like it don't really consider it a switch game in my mind i know it is i know a lot of people played it's not even on other consoles which i think is really cool kind of a cool win for the switch this year in, in all of the like yeah. exclusivity madness um but nin- when i think of like the iconic nintendo game of the year for me it is animal crossing and like yeah. that's hard for me to like it, you know that's one of those messy little things is just hard for me my brain to reconcile and like uh yeah i i think animal crossing captured a lot of people's brains today or this year in a year that it needed to happen and you know the easter event their first update to that game was like pretty panned but like you gotta hand it to nintendo and that they've been really supporting that game well they've been adding a lot to it they've really been buffing it up a lot of the things that at launch people were going oh well this is missing and that's missing oh there's not art in the game oh there's not diving in the game anymore all these little things that used to be there are gone are now in it right so it's like right. a a categorically better game than when it launched which is pretty wild to think about uh yeah so uh, animal crossing really just captured my brain a lot this year and i think a lot of other people's too
2: uh, uh, i haven't i haven't gone back to animal crossing since probably like around june uh mm-hmm. i i mean between launch and the time that i dropped off of it i just spent an obscene amount of time in animal crossing, but we're recording this show the day after the game awards. And, uh, ah, last night, you know, the way that dude, you just broke the fourth wall. That's all right. Uh, the, last night when the, the orchestra was playing all the game of the year nominees, music and stuff. And there was that montage of animal crossing too. Ba-ba, ah, ba-ba. It like legitimately made me nostalgic for yeah. me. I was just like, Oh, I should go back <laughs> to my Island and see my friends. Like it, it was very nice.
0: Yeah. I had the exact same. I heard it and I was like, man, I I'll, I'll suffer all the weeds and the guilt that I feel for mm-hmm. neglecting it for so long, but uh right. Uh pair. Yeah,
1: so this is obviously um Hades is a great game. Pikmin 3 is a is a great game. I didn't consider it for game of the year because I just feel like a a oh god, midnight scratching on the door. I'm so sorry. One second.
2: <laughs> i know what Paris is going to say he probably didn't consider pikmin 3 for the same reason that i, I didn't consider pikmin 3 yes. right is that it. it's a re-release mm-hmm.
1: right is that exactly and and we didn't even nominate the mario collection because it's not just a re-release it's like it's it's a one-for-one one re-release at least pikmin got a little bit of work okay goodbye thank pikmin you 3 is, <laughs>
3: pikmin, pikmin three is a like a, a noticeably better version of that game in a lot of ways
1: exactly right. um so but it's a great game probably out of the list of games that we have here is is probably my favorite still uh hyrule warriors i talked about it you know at length uh, um i i enjoy it but it is a it's kind of like a 7 out of 10 game for me and animal crossing new horizons is a 9 out of 10 game for me i really really like this game um I think sometimes it's tough to judge a game like that months later, um, like games games like Animal Crossing, where you play so much over such a long period of time, like two to three months, you kind of get kind of get sick of it, right? Or it, it just kind of like it fizzles out rather than if you play a 10-hour story game where you get to this high point of a final boss battle and then you walk away and you're like, awesome. And so your last memory is awesome. Whereas with, with Animal Crossing, it's like, oh my God, my island is full of weeds and there are probably <laughs> yep. fish right now that I should be catching that I'm not catching. <laughs> um, but no, my pick is Animal Crossing. When it came out, it was just the right game for that moment in time, not just for me, but obviously for many, many people who played that game. Yeah, uh, I In my family, um, my daughter and in the beginning, my sons as well really went nuts for it. And we did all the kind of like... Uh, linking up and trading items and trying to like complete sets. We did all that kind of metagame stuff, uh, you know, telling each other, like my my son had a Southern Hemisphere Island, like he was pretending to be Australian. So, you know, <laughs> we, we could travel over there and, and get mushrooms when uh, it, it was the opposite uh, season for us here in North America. Yeah. And so we just had real fun connecting as a family over this game. Just like we had back in the 3DS days. Um, you know, obviously there are a lot of things in Animal Crossing that are not new. You know, it's a tweaked version of a game that's established. And so, you know, like Pikmin, it is not an entirely new experience when you're playing it. But um, there was just this um this metagame to it because we're all stuck at home. We couldn't travel anywhere, we couldn't meet with friends, we couldn't go to parties, we couldn't go to the restaurants, and so Animal Crossing filled some of those gaps. And then I will say the other thing that was really um, addictive was playing the stock market or the stock market mm-hmm. in that game, little, right? Little the turnip there. buying, people online rallied around it, uh, you know, platforms sprung up that helped you figure out, um, you know, where to find an island where you could sell your, your turnips at the highest possible price. And it just became this really cool quest Every week on the weekends to figure out where to buy low and then how to become a billionaire, right? In that game. And <laughs> once I stopped, once I managed to do all those things, like once you get to this point where you no longer have to worry about money and your house is paid off, then it kind of declines, right? And, and you move away from it. But that doesn't replace the awesome memories I had with this game. I really liked when we got the update when you when you got to go diving and since then it's been it hasn't recaptured my attention so i'm i'm hoping that there is a more meaningful kind of year two update to it that gets us back into it
0: yeah i was gonna ask when when's the last time that you you visited your (laughs) island So I do, I play my
1: Switch uh, primarily for like big, beautiful games. I play it in docked mode because I want it on my big screen TV. But for games like Animal Crossing, I actually play a lot in handheld mode. And so if I'm watching a TV show that I, you know, that is a little bit more my wife's thing and not my show, I bring out Animal Crossing. So I actually logged in last, uh, last week and killed a bunch of cockroaches and pulled some weeds again.
2: I have a question. Yes, mm-hmm. can uh, you, Zach, can you, Bear, can you provide us a, an example of a show that might be your wife's thing? And not, mm. uh, that's not great a great question.
1: question. It's it's usually people. It's usually documentary shows about people who get trapped in religious cults, or it's some sort of murder mystery thing. Ah, real I see, life I murder see. mystery. We spent a
2: lot of time with Nexium this year.
1: Oh God. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of sects and uh, I think one just for Jamestown came out. So I'll, I'll be Animal Crossing in that way. I look, many of those shows are really interesting, but I don't need to see all the footage. I can listen to it and play Animal Crossing.
3: So, so instead of watching a TV show about people who get tricked into joining a cult, you're playing a (laughs) game about a raccoon who tricks people to come into an Island to pay him bells and build a house.
1: Yeah.
2: I see what you're doing.
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: Cool. That may have Hyrule Warriors some episodes of the flight attendant too. <laughs> that seems
0: pretty perfect. I don't know anything about the flight attendant, so yeah. I just have to take your word for it though. Um yeah. for me, I basically agree with everything that you've already said. You all took my answers. Uh I think that I enjoyed Hades the most this year, but I think that as far as like the overall IGN Nintendo exclusive game of the year, I think that Animal Crossing and for me, I think Animal Crossing is it just has to be it. Because like like everyone said, it came out at the absolute perfect time. Everyone just rallied around it. Um, Like you said, you uh, the stock market, everyone was going crazy. You'd, You'd have a great price. You'd open your island and you'd be like, oh, no, I can't do anything now because people keep arriving at my island. Speaking of which, have they fixed that? Where it takes 20 minutes for somebody to fly into your island, and no, no we, we just don't do that anymore, so I guess it's fixed.
2: Okay, oh. yeah. <laughs> one, one of my favorite 2020 memories is like I had a group of friends, uh, through Discord. We, there's like eight or nine of us, and we did island tours, um, where everybody came to one person's island and we went, you know, like, oh, this is my market, and this is it's my terrible. house, and this is my it was. Such a beautiful time, like such a nice thing because we were a few weeks into lockdown and I hadn't seen anybody. And like, it was such a nice way to touch base. But it was also one of the most aggravating Sundays that I ever spent. <laughs> it was just like, okay, here we go. Waiting again for everybody to try to figure out when to get on a plane. Like it was, yeah, it was a lot.
1: Yeah. It is better now that we're playing it more casually, right? Like a lot of the waiting was when you wanted an item from a certain island or you wanted to, to sell your, your turnips uh that's when the big um the pylon happened and where it really stress tested Nintendo system and then i mean it, it is not a great online system when you yeah. have to watch every everything in the game stops while another character joins the island mm-hmm. we have to watch the I- animation imagine any other video game like was like that you know like sea of thieves you drop out you just join back in and nobody knows you were gone imagine you had to watch some ship sail in from the distance <laughs> and, you know it's 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 backwards
0: yeah um, you mentioned the uh sort of the fear of missing out i think is what is what made me sort of not want to play it because You had to have that item. You had to catch that fish. And um, I was playing it too much to where it wasn't a very enjoyable experience for me anymore, even though I love it. And I know that now if I return and I just turned it on like you do when we're watching something that maybe I'm not that interested in or just, you know, checking in on my town. But I, I overwhelmed myself with Animal Crossing by playing it too much and being and chasing chasing that dragon of getting too much of a good thing, right? It was too much of a good thing. It was okay. like, uh, when I was a kid, I, I took a bowl of, of lucky charms before I poured the milk in. And I took all the oats out because I hated the oats and I had a big bowl of marshmallows <laughs> and I ate it. And about five seconds after I ate, I felt horrible because mm. I, I got, I thought that's it's what I really sugar. wanted. It turns out those oats are vital. So you, yep.
2: <laughs> that's why food. it's called part of that's why it's part of this balanced breakfast you understand yeah. that
0: right i yeah. had an unbalanced breakfast i just right. ate a bowl of marshmallows if I, if I
2: if i may interrupt i just sure. want to say that i've i've just noticed in our recording here that uh we're in the vertical format in our mortise on this mm-hmm. episode and i just want to say this is very nice because i could just turn ever so slightly over here and i just give tom a little kiss on his forehead Hey, Tom. oh <laughs> it's nice Hold on, let me get let me get to Tom too. Hold on, Tom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to the audio podcast version of this, it's not funny at all. It Doesn't sorry.
0: make any no, sense. Lot of, um, we're so sorry. Visual goofs they don't come through unfortunately. Um, yeah, so Animal Crossing I think is probably uh, I'm torn because Hades is so good too, but I actually never I never finished Hades. I I I,
2: I feel this, Seth, because. <laughs> it's hard for me as a long time Nintendo fan to say that a non first party Nintendo game is my Nintendo switch game of the year. Right. Yeah. Like I, I want it to be animal crossing or I want it to be paper Mario, the origami King. But like when push comes to shove, I had more fun with Hades. I, the, the, the longer that Fair. I spent with Hades, yeah. the more, the more times I found myself thinking like, damn, I really love this game. Like I'm yeah. really enjoying every aspect of this game. And, and, you know, uh, so I, I hear what you're saying, you know? Yeah. You know, I think, a big part of the appeal for uh, with
0: Hades for me personally was that I I never heard of it, and then one day everybody on Twitter is like posting their sexiest um, you know character from Hades and, and writing fan fiction about it. I I mean I, obviously I'd heard of Hades. I was very much into Greek mythology when I was a child, so sure. I know all the actual. But I the game it came out of left field, and all of a sudden everybody's playing it, and I was like, well, it's what twenty dollars. I got twenty dollars in my back pocket right now boom put it down and then was like completely surprised and like you zach i don't like roguelikes with the exception of ftl which is maybe one of my favorite games of all time but i don't like them but this one does it in such a clever and interesting and fun way Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. i just kept playing it down here in my basement uh dungeon i just kept playing it over and over again and then eventually i realized oh i could just leave my basement and um not have to keep starting all over again But yeah, it's that was the biggest draw of Hades for me was the surprise of it. Like, I just Mm -hmm. it came out of nowhere and I knew what Animal Crossing I mean, come on, right? The the hugest booth at PAX East, the last time any of us got together and had fun, right? So, So, yeah,
3: that's that's so funny to me. And I'm this is not to take away from that feeling at all because that rules, but like, it's so funny to me with early access games like that because like I, I played Hades, you know, in 2018 and was like oh yeah this game is great and then i played it at the beginning of this year when it came out on steam after leaving epic and i was like oh yeah this game is even better now and like it just kept getting better (laughs) like so like i've seen it evolve over the years whereas and so it's super funny from that perspective to then have it explode as much as it did this year because Mm -hmm. like i played early access and smaller indie games that i love or think are impressive all the time that like never really get that recognition and like i wonder what it is about hades that just sort of clicked for people in a really big way this year on a scale i haven't seen in time
2: uh zach you, you i like i have comment? a yeah i have a theory uh about why it picked up this year it's horny. It's a very horny God, game. I knew you were going to say <laughs> yeah. that! The game is so horny. Everybody wants to have sex with everybody in that game, and <laughs> I think that that's, like, honestly, I think it's a big part of what turns so many people, like, like literally and figuratively, turns so many people on about that game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it is a game that is, in, it is inclusive and uh, representative and, like, in a f- sort of funny way, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, honestly, people thirsting after these, like, demigods helps people be aware of this game. It's like, hey, everybody says this game is really horny, but also very good. I better check this out. Like, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Usually you get to pick. I'm only partially better. kidding.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I do think it deserves credit too, because both of you guys said that uh, you weren't really into roguelikes. And I've heard that all the time about this game, right? Is that like people who aren't into roguelikes will still like it. And I do think it deserves credit in its ability to make a roguelike, a proper roguelike, right? like not feel like you're not making progress. Like every Mm -hmm. death is almost as exciting as that game because you know that you're going to go be able to have some conversation with somebody that will move some story forward when you do. And I think that's a valuable thing too. It's just very funny. Like I, I really love this game and it's super cool to see so many people kind of fall in love with it all at once, I guess.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah but the pa- the package is also really good right the voice acting and the writing yeah. and all of that uh, thank you thank you Zachary. I
2: didn't say
0: anything I, I didn't actually even know that I, I knew so little about this game other than everyone was talking about I didn't even know it was a roguelike when I bought mm-hmm. it I just bought it because everyone was talking about it and then I was like after I died and I, started, I was like oh no that's mm-hmm. a roguelike uh, and then I played through again I was like oh it's a
2: rogue, yeah but like, it's, it's so I clever because like. like the first time you know like it makes those deaths matter in a way that it, roguelikes don't yeah. most roguelikes don't right like the fact that like you are resurrected and you come back and your your dad is like <laughs> you blew it again yeah and then you you know you come back to your second fight with megara and she's like i already mopped the floor with you once i'll do it again it's like what but like you know that I've been here before, yeah. like that's such a crazy thing to have happen in a story, and it, it just keeps building upon that. Like they, like eventually you get to a point where you know she she has a comment that's like, how many times are we going to do this? Like how many times are yeah. you going to let me beat you before you give up? You know, like you should just stay here in in Hades. Like it's it's so so smart.
0: Yeah, I like I said, I didn't actually end up ever finishing it, but mm. it wasn't out of like frustration. It was just because I got I my attention span. I just yeah. yeah there's a lot of other games but at, the craziest thing to me about this game is at no point did I ever get like frustrated at dying or angry or feel like I was cheated I'd just be like well better luck next time which is right. not like me I get very frustrated very easily especially by video games so for this game that is designed to make you start all over again to not frustrate me I think it just it's it's incredible so I How guess like Demon Souls <laughs> now let me tell you a little something about demon souls i didn't think i a game either and it got underneath my skin and i've been got playing the hooks it in you. it's not as i do definitely sometimes i i feel a, a level of dread when i have to start over again but i yeah. never felt that dread at hades i never felt like you know what i'm not playing this anymore right. which is what i do every night with demon souls yeah. i'm like i'm not doing it i'm not fighting <laughs> those three guys anymore i hate them and they're dumb and they're easy and i don't want to die to them because i wasn't paying attention of attention. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Hades, I think, is probably ah man, I don't know. I just don't know.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say
0: Animal Crossing for sure.
2: Animal Crossing. All right.
0: right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well we got a we got a uh we got a three two one on Animal Crossing to Hades with this team with Tom reserving judgment. It sounds like maybe we we got Seth Macy motivated to play uh, more Hades over the holiday break, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely want to get back into it. I just had so much fun playing it. I don't have any... Yep. I never have a good excuse for why I put down a game that I like. It's just... <laughs> I mean, I have lots of excuses for games that I don't like because I didn't like them. But right. you know, yeah. I like, really like this game. I, one of the things that surprised me the most is, and maybe I just because I haven't played it enough, I think I've played it quite a bit, but I never... Head repeating dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. everybody said something new every, mm-hmm. time, every time I played it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I'm playing Cyberpunk and within the first mission, he's like, Let's go, let's go over here. Hey, <laughs> eat lead, eat lead, hey fellas. <laughs> um and you know, don't get that in Hades. So mm-hmm. yeah.
3: you, you know what one thing I will say though, if I can divert slightly, um, is like this year was interesting for Nintendo in general, I felt mm-hmm. Compa- especially compared to 2019. 2019 our game of the year nominees fire emblem links awakening luigi's mansion 3 pokemon sword and shield and mario maker 2 right Mm. which are like five firing on all cylinder nintendo first party exclusives right yeah home runs this year like hades is a third party sneaking in there and obviously this list is all games but like even on this panel right Pear is like kind of less enamored with uh with uh, age of calamity like i'm a little less enamored with paper mario i didn't quite fall in love with it in the way a lot of other people did right like i liked this, it a lot me too and that's totally yeah. fine like i thought it was a good game for yeah. sure i just know that other people liked it more than and like that's the thing about this year is like it wasn't a bad year for the system by any means, no. It was just a slightly quieter exclusive year. This is, yeah.
1: I, th- I think the one thing you can say is that you know every couple of years or so, Nintendo reinvents some sort of game formula or brings something new to the table. Obviously, we had Mario Kart um, uh, Live this year, right? Which was very different. But Mario Kart Live is kind of like it's a cool AR tech experiment and toy. It's not a full Mario Kart game. And it doesn't have that nuance and depth and like, you know, you, you, yeah it, so so it's a little bit like an odd game out in this mix of mm-hmm. titles but like when you look at all our nominees animal crossing is very much an evolved version of the classic animal crossing games hyrule warriors is very much a sequel to hyrule warriors with breath of the wild mixed in, and paper mario's paper mario right and then pikmin <laughs> and mario collection are literally um you know remakes and 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 collections so I I feel like this this was a weaker year for Nintendo just from a um perspective of, you know, original games and, you know, you've yeah. got stuff like Ring Fit in the past that were just kind of out there experiments, but um these are all very safe bets, don't you think? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good way. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of putting it because it was definitely like a weaker year, but it wasn't a weak year. I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. No. It's like the, the way I would define it is. And I think safe is the right way to describe that.
1: Yep. And I'd love to talk about paper Mario. And like, I, but first of all, I'm convinced the holiday game we got was not the holiday game. Nintendo planned back in February to, sure. to release, right. right? Like the pandemic hit and it definitely slowed down everything. Just think about what they had to do to motion capture people now and all of that. Uh, and Japan did lockdown. Um, so, uh, but but paper I, I would love to talk a little bit about Paper Mario, please by all means. Yep, I, I actually you know I was a little bummed about the direction of the Paper Mario games, and like I am one of those people who says we should go back to the RPG formula, really turn it more into Super Mario RPG, uh, but with that kind of paper look and stuff. And so I, I I approached this game with trepidation because one, it didn't do that, right? Like it didn't go back to experience points and, you know, uh, the kind of like uh, RPG battling that, that you had in the past. Mm-hmm. The battle system is very different in that it's this weird, you know, turny, Strategy puzzle game more than uh, than what we've seen in the past, but I actually did fall in love with this game. And like it is, despite the fact that it's not an RPG, and it's despite the fact that the I feel like the battle system was not a success in the end. It got more interesting in the bo- boss battles, but really, it just it just didn't challenge you enough. Right, like you could easily beat every battle, and um, and and things got. It, it, you didn't have um, enough variety of items for it to feel special, right? Like there was a attack in a straight line or attack in like a hammer formation. And that was basically it. And you didn't have to do anything. However, the game got so good when you got to the desert and water worlds, like when yep. it suddenly became wind waker and yep. like, wait, it <laughs> wait, what? You...
0: hold on. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: it, the the exploration of driving around in the desert and finding hidden stuff and like cracking the you know their version of the desert temple or you know turning the towers. Um, I'm not going to go into super detail if people still want to play this because you I said think all you that I needed to hear and that Dude, was you. I, no, I mean was,
2: that, that, that game Paper Mario. I'm sorry, Perry. I interrupted you.
1: Please yeah. finish. No, 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 no. Keep uh, please, please jump in. I don't want to just uh, Paper Mario uh,
3: talk. It, it,
2: is a game that it's a better experience i think than it is like an actual like sequel to the paper mario franchise so the last yep. you know the last few paper mario games um because of the things that pear outlined like the battle system is fine like like the actual mechanics itself they're fine but the 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 charm of the story and the characters the exploration and the puzzles like i think that this this paper mario is more akin and closer to like old school Zelda games than previous paper Mario games. Cause when you're yeah. not dealing with the like whatever battle system, the dungeon stuff, like actual dungeon stuff that you're doing in this game really it's, it, they're simpler puzzles. They're, they're easier you know fixes than old school Zelda games. But like, I really came away with like a lot of like old school Zelda vibes. Like I, I thought that it was that, that was what pulled me through that game in the moments when I was like, well, the battle system is fine. I could hang this up and go play something else, but then I would get to a point where I was like, "Oh, this is really brilliant. This is really fun and great. So I should stick with it and see more of this stuff."
1: And that's that's that game is really defined by its middle part, right? It yeah. starts a little slow, and and by the way, the writing is freaking funny. It's so just- good.
2: Real Silly, funny. Really there's funny. There's
1: so many good jokes in this game, but it kind of ramps up slowly, um, and then you get to then you get to the portions I described, like the desert and the water stuff, and uh, the dungeons and everything are just really cool. Uh, there's this really good ambient sound in this game, like uh, the sound design. And everything is really good. The boss battles are freaking hilarious too. Mm-hmm. Like the enemies are all things that are enemies to paper in some fashion, right? <laughs> And Staplers, uh, scissors, oh
2: rubber bands, like and, yeah. and they're they're such
1: bastards. Like the the bosses, the, you know, they smack talk and they have these like the stapler stapling you to the ground and stuff. It's just so oh. mean. Um, and then um, and so you feel this the when you do the boss battle stuff and the the system is a little bit more interesting with the, with the turning wheels for those. When you beat the bosses, you feel a real sense of accomplishment. It's never really that hard, but it's fun. And then the game wraps up, and it's the, it doesn't wrap up as strong as the middle part of the game, but it's still really satisfying, and there's still a bunch of things that you could find. You know, there's no achievement system on the Switch, but there are lots of hidden things that you can collect. Uh, there's a quiz game in the game, again, you know, like, there's just really, I don't know. Like, I feel like every Switch fan should play Paper Mario. I know, like, Tom, did you review it?
3: No, Cam reviewed it.
1: Cam reviewed it. I think we, we gave it a seven, right? Seven. We gave it a seven. I, I would, I would, I would give it an eight. I think me it's too. a great game. Yeah, me too. It could, but it is also so frustrating because if the battle system had been different and like the battle system in past paper Mario games, like it was really good, right? Like that being able to interact, what is ostensibly a turn-based game, like Nintendo really did an awesome job with that. And we've seen it in other games, you know, including final fantasy seven remake um, since then. And like, if they had gone back, back to those roots and did, did a little bit more of that, this could have been a nine
3: game. Well, and that's, that's the, the thing to me too about like Paper Mario. I completely agree with you, Pear, that I wish Paper Mario would go back to a RPG, full-on Super Mario RPG, Legend Stars, or some of the earlier Paper Mario games. That's what I'd love for the, that series to do. But also, that's always only been half of what has appealed to me about the Paper Mario games, I guess. Like, the other half is the writing and the jokes yep. and the stories being told. That's the kind of, like, the other the secret sauce within that game is that it's very fun engaging RPG combat, but then also, like, you're meeting really goofy characters and you're having really goofy... Con- like, the fact that Thousand Year Door has an entire level where you are becoming a pro wrestler... Yes, like (laughs) good is so unlike a Mario game and it's cool and fun and like that. So that's the other half of that. And I think that's really encouraging that this Paper Mario, at least, even if I didn't quite quite get as hooked by it, especially because of the combat system, like the fact that it has that other half successfully is really exciting to me
1: and it it really nails that other half, and it's like there there are moments in that game where it felt like I was playing a classic Goemon game, right It has this whole like uh feudal japan area mm-hmm. in it very very early on um and it's just like the music and the characters and like the 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 jokes about how things are hidden and how you find them. It ooh, I really, has, really like this one.
2: It has one of my favorite it probably my favorite moment uh in gaming this year. Uh if you if you don't want any Paper Mario spoilers, skip ahead, you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds here. Um y- y- there are toads hidden everywhere across the game. Like you, you know, you find toads everywhere, everywhere, and they're hidden in all these different places. And usually you can tell where they're gonna be hidden, but there's one, there's one part and I may have told this story before on NBC, but there's one part where you, you see like a, a set of like uh, long distance binoculars. Like you would see it like a pier, you know, where you put a quarter in and oh, you look right. in. And so you walk up to these binoculars and you look in there and you just see like just the toad's face, just like <laughs> this. And it's just, it, it made me laugh so hard. It was <sighs> so funny. I just like, that was the moment for me where I was like, I love this game. Like this is really smart and really cute and funny. I,
1: a lot of those things, yeah. yeah. There, there are a lot of like you look at a flagpole and you're like, hmm, you know, yeah. like there's because everybody is also 2D and when they turn sideways, they're nearly invisible. You, they
2: have so much fun with you that. can tell, yeah, you can tell that that the people that localize like wrote and localized this game are like longtime Nintendo fans themselves and also like just love a good pun. Right? <laughs> oh God, so many puns! So many puns! Yeah, I am completely sold on Paper Mario. You should and play I, it, Seth. You would I, like it a lot. I think. I, didn't yeah.
0: know if I would, but like, I mean, if if you say that the middle is the best part, that that's a double stuff Oreo cookie to me. So, <laughs> uh, but in a video game, so yeah, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check this out yeah. for sure. You'll,
2: you'll dig it, Seth. I think you'll like. All it. right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it yeah. out, and I'll talk it, about it it. it.
1: it it has some areas in it that reminds you of old games where traversal becomes a little annoying, right? Like where there's this really big open area later and like just getting from one point to the other point, it shouldn't be that cumbersome. And it doesn't often do the things that modern games do, like, uh, you know, where the character says, oh, you want to head back home and doesn't make you go across the entire map again. And sometimes Paper Mario doesn't do that for you. But Uh no, it's a, and and that's why, like ultimately it's not my game of the year because it has some of these failings. It feels like it could, like, First of all, the battle system feels like a false start and they should have gone mm-hmm. they should have adjusted it and created a real item system around yeah. it where buying items or finding items would be meaningful and it just like they they couldn't pull that together.
0: Well, my next question is kind of a little bit of a one of those, you know. You can't see it if you're listening, but I just made a like a loop because it's okay. yeah, there you go. Um are there any games this year that aren't on our game of the year list for Nintendo that you feel should be like, even if it's not your personal game of the year, do you feel that there's a game for Nintendo that <laughs> belongs on the nominees list? I know that we didn't put 3d all-stars on because it's a remake of three or it's not even a remake. It's just like three games, three ROMs dumped on in an emulator, but I still <laughs> feel like that game was so Gigantic! That even though it didn't have any new content, other than you know you could listen to the soundtrack anytime you wanted to for the you know that's never existed before. I still feel like 3D All Stars was such a huge, important release this year that I I think we should have made an exception. I'm making an exception right now, and I'm going to say that that is my forgotten game or overlooked game of the year.
3: But before we dive into this this discussion about 3D All Stars, can I just uh, admit my shame? Sure. Yes. what is it i didn't even buy it
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah like
3: i it didn't it didn't it fundamentally didn't even appeal to me because they were so unchanged well your no opinion, opinion is wrong <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair i love 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 those games but like i just like there was some part of me that was like 60 dollars for three releases that have not changed just did not do it for me and i I couldn't justify it. And maybe that'll change. It's worth
0: it for the convenience alone.
3: You don't (laughs) have to pull out the N64 anymore. Maybe that'll change by March, right? When it starts to be like, you can't get this anymore. And I'll be like, fine, like maybe that'll happen. But like, I just haven't gone back to them because like, there's so many games out this year that like the idea of replaying those again on a system that, is ostensibly just an identical version was like really not appealing to me. I know I say that knowing those games are masterpieces in and of themselves though. So like, well, you know, Super Mario Sunshine is good, but the others are masterpiece all right and i love um, super Mario sunshine i'm i'm an apologist for that game so yeah no, I,
1: I love it too I, but it is rougher around the edges yeah. right like yeah. Even, yeah. even in its smoother fashion they didn't fix the camera and the the issues with the camera controls in in the collection either right. but like the you know the beach level now runs actually smoothly and the manta rays no longer destroy the frame rate um yeah, I think you look uh, Zach Ryan. I think is to blame for not having this nominated. In yeah, any sort of fashion. all blame. It's I didn't write really a review for it,
2: so I don't know what you're talking about. It's very funny. <laughs> I did an um, analysis. Oh, that's that is.
1: But it, but it's also like the, uh, the one thing about Game of the Year is that we do want to highlight new, original, and fresh experiences, and like it is it is sometimes tough when games get remade that are near and dear to our hearts that they sneak themselves, they sneak back into a list for the second or sometimes third time. Right. Like, so how do you handle the the fact like, yeah, like Like, it's sad, right? Wind Waker was probably one of the, the, probably the best game on the Wii U Mm -hmm. and that wasn't a Wii U game. That was a GameCube game, right? (laughs) Like it just got updated for the platform and like, um,
2: that's how finally I feel pair, about finally pair saying something I can agree with him on.
3: Well, yeah, and the funny. other the other part of that, too, is like, if you look at the games that got released this year, right, like Pikmin three deluxe, which I feel I reviewed that game. I think that is both in quality of life improvements and the content they added a substantial update to that game yep. on, on the level of something like Mario Kart eight deluxe. Right. Um yep. Then you also had Xenoblade Chronicles, which was a total yep. remaster with updated graphics. You also had uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, FE Sharp, which was like a pretty substantial update to that game. And then you had like, and that's why 3D collection kind of stood out to me as also like not really, it, it, it just was like so, it did so much less than those in a very disappointing way, despite the fact that those games are phenomenal. That, that's true. I, for I, think everybody- I think
0: that there's, nope. Oh. my TV just came on for some reason.
3: Okay.
1: No, I was going to say Z- Xenoblade was the one that almost made the list here because it was such a substantial sure. update. Uh, but in the end, Hades just kind of squeezed its way oh, Pikmin, Pick- yeah. One of the two squeezed its way. And I think Hades actually got, got lots of votes to be yeah. on the nomination. I think that's fair.
0: The one of the coolest things about 3D All-Stars for me as a dad is my son is 16. He's almost 17 now. He's a, He's a big tall boy. And for him, this was the first time he's ever experienced nostalgia, like mm. meaning like he remembers Galaxy when he was just like a little, little kid. Mm. He remembers, you know, back when he was not good at video games and I just hand him the, the Joy-Con and be like, yeah, yeah, shoot, shoot stars. But now he can play it and now he's, you know, streaming it on his on his Twitch channel and he's playing N64 or uh, Super Mario Smart. 64 and I don't think he's any interest in sunshine whatsoever. But that's cool. <laughs> hey man, whatever, but it's it's like it's so, well, I guess it makes me feel old, but it's also very cool to see him experiencing nostalgia for something from his childhood and like just being so overjoyed to revisit that again now that he, you know, drove me around town yesterday. I felt
2: that way. I felt that way about Super Mario 64 this time until I got to TikTok clock. And then I was like, "I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on this. I don't need to 100 so, percent this game again." So I, um, you know, I I played
1: I played games with my kids at a young age, and my daughter played a ton of Super Mario Sunshine when she was little, and my oldest son, who is what is he like, seventeen too? Yeah, he 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 didn't play much Sunshine, and so with this collection, we actually played it. Um, what was so funny?
3: Just you, you don't forgetting know your, kid's your age. child's age? Yeah.
1: I did yeah, too many of them. It's too many <laughs> to keep track of. There's like, I, th- I think my daughter is 19 now. That's like, they keep on getting older too. now they're even older um and so we we actually uh we broke out sunshine and we played together and we would hand off the controller just like i used to play games with my friends uh back in my youth and um yeah we played a ton of sunshine uh that way where you know whenever one person would die and like with the bonus levels where you lose your water pack it can happen within seconds as you guys know and like we'd go "No, no no hold on hold on that one didn't count so we did that whole thing um, and we got really, really far in sunshine um, and then got sidetracked, of course. Um, I think we got so mad at the, the <laughs> mission where you have to take, you have to bring Yoshi on the boat with fruit. And like, then, then you have to get the fruit um, from that little pedestal and then uh, jump back uh, on the boat. Uh, and yeah, it's a classical riddle.
0: The it's so hard to
1: judge the distance in that. And, and Yoshi is so slippery. Like we just said, F this game when we stopped. <laughs> nope.
0: But, well, uh, um, it turns out like we've we've done it. We've talked about the game of the year. We filled up all the time that we're allocated uh, in wow. this. So I, I'm sorry that you didn't get to give all your thoughts on the games that you thought were missing. But maybe people can find you online and ask you then, or in the uh, NBC Facebook Facebook group, which I'm now a member of. Finally. I just I let you Pay in before, before this. Yeah for letting me, letting me into the group with my one Facebook friend, which is my wife. Thank you, darling for adding me. Um, but yeah, that's about all the time we have. If you want to listen to this week's, Oh wait, we don't have listener questions. So if you want to listen to them, I'm sorry, we don't have any, but you can listen to this on any of your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify to submit your own questions for uh, us to answer on the next show. Write us at NBC at IGN.com or respond to our weekly question block post on the Nintendo voice chat podcast forums on facebook thank you so much for watching and remember nbc is the only place where you can get the thing all year long long. all year long